0: And welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the deadly boys of What Culture, Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is the return of Adam Cole to AEW and what we should expect going forward. Uh, First of all, though, Sid, your reaction to last night?
2: Yeah, it was absolutely tremendous, like really heartwarming to see someone who is genuinely beloved within the industry and by his fans come back after what sounded like an absolutely harrowing Mm. and very, very severe, very serious ordeal. You'd have to kind of be a sociopath at this point, even if you don't enjoy his work. And some people don't, to not just enjoy the fact that he is back and he seemed ecstatic. And again, I made this point in the podcast, which, of course, on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, you can listen to right now, along with a whole host of others. Um, But ultimately, he looked ecstatic to be there and yet the man still worked me into thinking he was going to retire. Yeah. So that's how good of a worker he is. He showed a glimpse of that last night, and I'm very excited about what he does next, even if I've kind of got no clue what it is, but that's what we're here for.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was uh, a great promo, of course, Hanfler and a babyface side of Adam Cole that we've not seen for far too long.
1: Yeah, and really not ever on a level this big, mm. on a platform this big. Never in WWE or NXT when it looked... So many times was there like a they month,
2: it? like a month, when he was sort of aligned with Finn Balor.
1: Well, the Undisputed Era defeated Pat McAfee's crew in War Games, and they were kind of the de facto babyfaces. And Cole was the leader. No, the group. No, and even then, if you recall, it was like almost this backdoor pilot for Kyle O'Reilly's push, which they then lent into with Cole turning. Um... Certainly, yeah, never never on a platform this big as the one he's on right now, like a weekly television babyface. Even before it was clear that the babyface turned, which was happening organically because he was describing, obviously, the nature of his injuries and the things he was recovering from, it already felt like AEW had just gained a brand new star because you'd been allowed to kind of forget about Adam Cole. He was rather unfairly, I think, maligned as a result of being so frequently featured on television that when he went away injured, there was obvious concern. He referenced that concern. Mm-hmm. There was obvious concern. Everybody felt it because he comes across as such a nice guy. But he was somebody that, if there hadn't been injuries and they just selected to give him a break from television, you'd maybe have welcomed it. Mm. It was only the circumstances with which he was off television that you were worried for him. So to get him back unexpectedly genuinely feels like a treat. They've been smart in how, or they maybe asked him to keep it quiet, or he's just decided to keep it quiet. aw has been recalibrating a little bit after the uh, you know events with All Out and CM Punk and things like that. And it was just feeling like, oh, everybody's back. And nobody thought to mention Adam Cole. So it did honestly feel like getting a new signing, much like it did when he first came in last time, not least now as a babyface, when it felt like within the, what, the eight months he was on television, it already felt like he'd explored just about everything he needed to do right away as a heel. So it feels like the right time to turn him as well.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things as well where the new signing thing actually feels accurate. There's like that. The, that phrase, rather, is cursed for football fans, or at least it was under the Mike Ashley era, <laughs> where you have some puppet of a manager say, oh, you know, he's coming back, and it's like a new signing. Well, what's more like a new signing is a new signing. <laughs> spend some money and get us out of this rubbish trouble that we're in. Um no genuinely feels like it could be a makeover, a make good. Yeah. And he himself alluded to the fact that he wants to do more and he knows he can do better. And I believe that as well, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it.
0: Yeah, uh, after he hit the old Uno reverse on the AW locker room, (laughs) uh, he alluded to to going after the world title. And we'll talk in due course about that and a potential feud with MJF and the outcome of all that. But in terms of starting him back up, where does he slot in for you?
1: I mean, it's... A bit tricky at the moment. We were talking about this before we came to record, yeah. like doing some prep and looking right now. At, it's not so much just a lack of heels, but it's a lack of heels with nothing to do. It's kind of a. It might sound a bit generous, but it feels like a little bit of a credit that lately Tony Khan just feels like everybody featured is featured. They're involved in a story. They're hooked up with something else. Um, so this might feel like a bit of a lazy take, but I was just looking to the firm just because there's enough guys. There's yeah. a few, a few high quality matches, TV matches especially that Adam Cole is. Like, can kind of do in his sleep at this point. But especially as a babyface with his call and response stuff, the likes of an Ethan Page mm. or a Lee Moriarty won't set the world on fire from a narrative point of view, let's be honest. But you'll see the graphic. You're going to get the delivery of a solid to good to very good TV match. And Adam Cole, sort of the re-establishing matches of him as a babyface, I think the firm are perfect for that because you do need people that can eat losses and just let Adam Cole sort of... I know the rankings aren't as put upon as they used to be but if you imagine there's still a loose framework of having to assemble wins they're like they're warm bodies for him almost to step across you're not really killing the heat of a top heel you're not feeding them to Adam Cole or oh, this returning heroes come back and everything that you've done now doesn't matter because you're losing to Adam Cole they're kind of perfectly placed I would say right now and the work as well has got to stand out Adam Cole is a baby mm-hmm. face I think we know can do it but he's a Like a low-key, very spectacular wrestler. But what he does sometimes is tries to hide it by playing defense. Like, as a heel, he does that thing where he tries to cut off and he tries to slow down. But when you go up the gears in the last stage of the matches, you'd be forgiven for thinking he was a babyface because he's involved in some of these really specs. Like, he doesn't necessarily do all the high spots, but he's the other half of one. And I think getting to see him, like, tweak that just a little bit as a babyface, someone like against against Moriarty especially, I think, would immediately re-establish him as this working babyface as well as doing all the character stuff and how people have yearned to chant Adam Cole baby and it not be to the sneering heel. It's not just about the chance, it's
0: about what he can do bell to bell as well. Just thinking then, as, as Hamlet was talking about potential opponents, is it worth or would you, Sige, because we've got Danielson, MGF, kind of pens, well, kind of certain to be happening at the next Pape. So you're looking maybe, I mean, it could be a TV match, but I think Adam Cole merits a, a title shot on pay-per-view. In the interim, do you have him go after any sort of more mid-card titles? I don't know. Um,
2: Look, I think AEW does a tremendous job of its secondary into completely against my predictions as well. It's done a fantastic job of that tertiary men's singles title in the All-Atlantic, but I feel like still, if you compete for that title he kind of instantly stigmatized as mid-card upper and they see him as a legit main eventer yeah. in fact he is a legit main eventer having headlined um revolution so i don't necessarily think it's the best idea for someone they really consider a great a star they really do mm. internally in that organization and of course he's got um tons of support and empathy and encouragement so people will want to take uh, that journey with him if in fact it does happen with him as a baby face that's still up for debate it really is. I think that we'll get onto this momentarily, the implications with the elite saga mm. as it involved Adam Cole and how cursed and wrong it all went. And yeah, the dynamic is so strange that I'm looking forward to talking about that imminently. But for me, this might be pie in the sky considering that the relationship doesn't seem like it's particularly healthy or um, you know, harmonious at this point. But it's fantasy booking. And instead of the boring option and possibly the inevitable option of Adam Cole versus Tony Nese one week and then Jay Lethal the next. Um, Maybe Miro could be coaxed from this sort of exile he's in (laughs) just because Adam Cole seems to be the nicest guy. (laughs) Will you do a job? No. Will you do a job for Adam Cole? Yes. (laughs) Maybe it's as simple as that. Um, Ultimately, I think Miro Cole could be a really good dynamic. And if you are going to push him as a big-time babyface, it's just a shame that you know, allegedly Miro doesn't want to do things. That is kind of the gossip. Um, And it's a shame because him versus Adam Cole would be such a great platform on which Adam Cole can really execute this babyface turn. If in fact it's happening, we'll discuss other options. Well, right now, I guess.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. What happens with the elite then? I know you want to get onto this because yeah. it, that was, you know, he's involved in that when he disappeared but the elite is very changed from well the way they're presented at least is is different from back then
2: yeah it's all um very very difficult to pass this because the dynamic has changed since everything got cursed so as adam cole um we last saw him and um, the young bucks had tried to go to hangman page didn't really consider bobby fish Uh, to go for these (laughs) trios titles before Mm. they did the storyline with Kenny Omega coming back from injury. So they're not on good terms as characters in this storyline. Now, at full gear, when Kenny Omega, who we know is desperate to work with Adam Cole, he raves about him like everybody else does in wrestling. Mm. Um, But on a genuinely professional level, he really wants to work with Adam Cole. I've read many media interviews with Omega where he's expressed that desire in the past. So So basically their paths haven't crossed since I believe the full gear after... Uh, the Dynamite after Full Gear 2021, um, when Adam Cole dropped the Cleaner I Got This reference. And Omega said, actually, I was talking about the books, when they said, like, keep it all busy and good one mm-hmm. when, when I'm away. And at that point, Kenny Omega was the heel, and Adam Cole was also a heel. And I think the storyline was trending in the direction because it was Adam Cole trying to lure the Bucks into Red Dragon, and they were the more heel-leaning part of that unit. Um, I thought that the babyface Kenny Omega would try and take back the Young Bucks from Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. That is all completely gone. And at this point, and I'm not necessarily saying this as a criticism, but I don't know what the, the elite are at this point. They were heels when Full Gear 2021 finished. They've been playing situational all over the place um, <laughs> upon Kenny Omega's return. He's a full-blown heel and a brilliant one, and like an already legendary one in New Japan at this uh, moment in time. That version of Kenny Omega, he could just subvert the dynamic. and They're so fluid a lot of the time that I don't think it would matter. Where a babyface Adam Cole goes up against the New Japan um, IWGP United States champion version of Kenny Omega, that would be an absolutely wonderful way of getting Adam Cole all the way into that um, top babyface spot if it is, in fact, his for the taking. And it's someone's because Moxley's been there. Mm -hmm. Hangman Page, I love him. I've loved the journey. But ultimately, as World Heavyweight Champion, I don't think he was unanimously universally considered a great one. Um, So it is a cool spot for the take. And Kenny Omega as a heel could facilitate that. Um, Or if they are insisting that Adam Cole is going to be a heel. And, you know, every other booker in North America for some reason has thought this for (laughs) virtually all of his career. um, Bobby Fish, I don't think, is coming back. That's just an instinct I have. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, sadly, is seemingly a long way away from Mm -hmm. returning. Um, I think an act, or two acts rather, that could complement one another wonderfully and add depth to that trio's division and have history. Adam Cole could reunite with the kingdom. The kingdom have surprised everyone, other than the ones who have been watching them um, (laughs) during the pandemic, of their work and ability and how good and how overlooked um, they're kind of a sentimental slash cult favourite. It's almost contrarian at this point to think they're bad. That's how mm. fast that narrative, and yes, they are a low-level act, so it's only a small amount of people talking about this. I'm sorry, I will let you get a word in edgeways at some point. I realise I am rambling. But um, what a compliment that could be. They work excellently as a unit. Uh, Bennett and Taven just keep getting better and better. They're maturing wonderfully as mm. workers. And what they lack in star aura and true... Um, you know, like just star power and profile and prestige and quite frankly at times charisma, Adam Cole's got enough of three people. <laughs> yes. So that trio's feud of the
1: kingdom with Adam Cole versus the Elite could be different gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, and this is very much in the realm of fantasy booking beyond anything to do with the Elite. I think we all know at this point that there is almost nothing in the Venn diagram with the Elite and CM Punk. That little overlapping the, oh, yeah. the Venn diagram was, completely empty, save for Adam Cole. Like, Oof. beloved by, obviously, the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and deeply respected by CM Punk, the name check, the infamous now, like, press conference with the name he check. He was in the worst mood of all time, <laughs> an unshakably foul mood that he had apparently
2: stewed in for months mm-hmm. because he had rehearsed this. Repping the lines. and You yeah. could tell how scripted it all was. He even said he blew up my spot when that script didn't go. He still found time. Like if you're in a bad mood, a foul mood in fact, <laughs> I can't say anything nice about anyone or think nicely about
1: anyone or anything. And it's like, oh Adam Cole's a sweetheart and I hope yeah. the best for him. So what, what if he's the guy? What if he's the one oh. that can get people back on terms and then maybe as a reward for that, figure into it? Like, I wanna watch Adam Cole this to CM Punk. Like I've just said it, and I want to watch it. go yeah. the same book as everybody. But like in terms of if if when we, there's a lot of avenues in which we've discussed how maybe they could eventually come back together and do business, that would be another one. Because from the first day uh, Adam Cole arrived in AEW, he was kind of subtly challenging Kenny Omega's place at the top of the company. Yeah, like he considered himself the alpha of the elite, the super elite, whatever, and it was kind of put out there that it was going to be a matter of time. We imagine then with Cole as the heel and, as Sidgwick says, taking the Young Bucks. And Omega thought he'd be back by February. Yeah, so like there was always that. That was something they were definitely cooking up that couldn't happen. So the prospect of any fantasy scenario where, you know, we talk about FTR and things like that, any scenario where Punk's back involved, the idea that Adam Cole either links up or works against a guy that clearly respected him in CM Punk as part of what would have to be an on-screen rivalry between those two sides is, where well, it's captivating. Yeah. There's still, like, so many avenues you can go down with calling the Elite with or without CM
0: Punk, but that would just be an incredible ingredient to it. It's really... I mean, uh, you put anyone's name in a conversation with Adam Cole and I'm excited, but I'm gr- glad to see him back, but I didn't expect Punk to come out on this podcast, I've got to be honest.
1: Like, he's a... Right now he's kind of a fitting surrogate for Punk in that FTR trio group as well. Like Colin, the Revival, had previous from NXT. He could see them as an avenue to the Young Bucks, like resentful of the Young Bucks going with Kenny instead of him, so he goes with their biggest rivals. You could fairly easily narratively tie that together. There's the Sean
2: Brett thing as well, where they've got kind of incredibly diametrically opposed values and philosophies about what wrestling should be and who their favourites are and the styles, but that would be a good swerve, I guess, Mm. a good twist.
0: Both babyfaces and the... Both going to be involved in title feuds going forward. I'd quite like to see Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson at some point. Yeah, considering the brief,
1: the uh, the Saudi SmackDown yes. pretty much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I talk about MJF there, and I'm presuming MJF successfully defends against Brian Danielson at Revolution. Next up could be Adam Cole and could, uh, as as much as we have sat here before and said MJF holds the titles throughout 2023 for the whole bidding war of 2024 shtick, that things change. Could he be MJF?
1: Yeah, or at least he could certainly be positioned against him as somebody believable to beat him. Mm. Uh, I think it was like seven days ago where on another podcast I said I was so impressed with the booking of Ricky Starks after he lost to MJF that I could see him being the one, say, a year down the road. Uh, if I'm comparing and contrasting promos from last night's Dynamite, I'm picking Adam Cole all day long. <laughs> it was a great night for Cole and not such a great night for Starks. It's a terrible night for Ricky Starks. Yeah, terrible. Um, and, you know, so much can change over the length yeah. of what we expect would be quite a long MJF run. I certainly wouldn't rush to it. Uh, Cole has laid out the challenge. He wants to be the top of the mountain. That is the AEW champion. He finds himself a newly minted babyface while the champion is a top heel. Of course, it sells itself. and It's kind of telling you now that at some point down the road, it's going to happen. I think Cole would be a really interesting... when he, When we talk about the wrestlers that... We all have all imagined that when MJF's time will come to lose the title, it's going to be a bigger story than that. It's going to be about basically saving the soul of AEW because it's going to be rescuing that title from the talons of WWE. Hmm. That's presumably the route they're going to go down with this story. If was, they still can. If they still can by then, yeah. <laughs> it was always supposed to be a nice fitting tribute to what Punk was doing with the Ring of Honor title when he signed for WWE. That was always going to be this brilliant and improved tribute to that. Uh, Cole would fit as much as anybody else. He, on last night's show, as part of like a rah-rah element of the speech was saying that he was here in the greatest wrestling company in the world. We know he's got nothing but nice and professional things to say about his time with Triple H and NXT, but there's never been a time to be more in love with AEW versus what WWE now is. So it just depends where the character is by then. I, I wouldn't want it to happen now, but I would absolutely love it down the line. I think if you rush to it, you, it's a bit like what Sid was saying about Cole competing for a, a mid card title. If you rush to it now, you kind of have to put MJF over. And we've seen before uh, when a contender calls the shot and loses, mm. it's like a really, really hard road back. So I would give MJF a couple more pay per view cycles first and keep Cole there or thereabouts bubbling under in the meantime because nobody's, he's not the rest of that you just, when he's working regularly, he's just not the rest that you forget about. He's going to always keep himself in the conversation. For me, it's very interesting because when um, the
2: conversation, and I never agreed with this, between All Out and Full Gear was MGF is too popular, he has to turn babyface. And I was always insistent. There's two reasons why this absolutely does not need to happen. Uh, one is that if MGF turns babyface and it just doesn't take, it just ruins the credibility of this character mm-hmm. that he is perfected and that he's lived in full gimmick 24-7 for as long as we've known him as wrestling fans. It's like Austin
1: turning back babyface after being a heel. Yeah, that
2: it felt the same because
1: he's had a year being a coward, and it yeah. never quite works after that.
2: That's the thing with MGF and the character he's playing. At some point, I think he'll play a babyface and be a great one, but I personally don't want to see it for years and years and years. If this guy's gone to the lengths of living the gimmick 24-7, it would just cheapen it, mm. and what a waste that would be for how much everyone has invested in it, not least of which MGF himself. And the second argument I had for why that shouldn't happen is that AEW is, incredibly, because it's so difficult um, post-NWO, I guess, it's a babyface factory. It's incredible. There's so many mm. great and different babyfaces. Moxley is, like, the, just the epitome of babyface ideals. Every time a babyface does something stupid, I say to myself, I wouldn't see John Moxley doing that, ever. Orange is a completely different but grey babyface. Hangman Page has completely redefined what a babyface means for this generation. Like, uh, there's just tons.
1: Eddie Kingston, like, how can you not root for that guy? Darby Allen is one of the few wrestlers that obviously appeals to kids. So few do, and he does. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So they've got a production
2: line of things you make organically, right? However, when, before the news of Adam Cole coming back, well, what actually happened and I'm prone to recency bias so I might change my mind on this in a month right every AEW champion so far there's been a natural successor and they've been really good at kind of hinting towards who that is and making you want it with a really good mark um, mm-hmm. so you had uh, Chris Jericho with John Moxley then when Kenny Omega first started to explode with that sunny kiss squash you were like give him the belt make mm-hmm. him the champion and then of course they built wonderfully to Hangman page And then CM Punk Was just the top star On the company So that had to happen And then in the background The CM Punk MGF um, Feud was so instantly Seminal Like you said Well you have to strap him up Now and next MGF said like One day I'll ruin your life Yeah. Yeah And is there One Just Unanimous They are messing everything up If they don't go With this choice choice for MJF's successor. I don't know if it's because it's very early in his reign. I'm very much enjoying it. The potential it holds is vast. But there's not one person no. or talent where I'm thinking, has to be him next. It was Eddie Kingston, but my God, I've been kind of conditioned by the booking at this point to think that's a naive thought. I don't want to think that. I love Eddie Kingston, but it's a long way to get him to that level. Um, for me, it's Eddie Kingston or Adam Cole. If like I've said, like I was watching... NXT, we were reviewing it on this podcast, and I felt guilty for making the same single point every single week as 2020 was just dismal. Adam Cole has to be the baby face. Like, people are desperate for him Mm -hmm. to be the baby face at this point. We went to take over New York. We're very lucky to do so, and it was like, this guy's an absolute megastar baby face. And it's been four years, nearly, since that time and he still hasn't had a proper babyface run in a North American major. And I just find that absolutely incredible. And it's not just my personal feeling. That was one of the loudest buildings you'll yeah. ever hear. And ultimately, Adam Cole, quarter...
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.
2: hour wise was a massive draw for NXT comparative to what everybody else was he was head and shoulders the most interesting and captivating um,
1: on an objective metrics level People thought he was the star of the show so One maybe of the few it is things Cole. people remember from that dreadful time was when he eviscerated Karrion Cross carrying yes. Cross was being pushed as the like, NXT top star and he couldn't hang with Adam Cole. Like this call and
2: response that Adam Cole does—it's not just—it is incredibly fun to shout along with. Yes, but people wouldn't do that for a guy who wasn't Adam Cole. If yeah. someone—if someone like I don't know—I don't want to mi- be harsh and mention anyone, but if anybody else virtually had that same call and response, it wouldn't be as fun to sing along to. And look, Adam Cole has got this reputation—it's like the best guy, the absolute best guy. There's like about five you can be sure aren't just degenerates or worse, <laughs> pro wrestling. Like Moxley's there, Cole's
1: there. Cesaro seems alright, now. Yeah. Seems alright. I think he actually is in like what Adam Cole's Twitch group as well. I think I'm sure they've got like a yeah. Game, game Look, game I'm not. I'm, being a, I'm
2: doing a bit. I'm sure. There's there's not many of them though. Doesn't
1: feel like as many. It of them. Doesn't feel like <laughs> as many.
2: I'm sure there's way more. But Adam Cole seems to be the guy that you can sort of rely yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And what more do you want from a
0: baby face? Yeah. You want to rely on them. Well, it's just great to have him back, to be Mm. perfectly honest. Uh, But let us know your thoughts on uh, what you're hoping for, what to expect from Adam Cole in AW going forward in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. follow us all at What Culture WWE. and uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, speaking get the table, my thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.